get all of your Paul all of the time. Join me, your host, Sam Wiles, as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. And remember, this is widescreen podcasting. This is widescreen podcasting. I am, of course, your host, Sam Wiles. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're all well, safe, and sound. Yes, everyone, here we are. We are at part two of five of our look at the currently ongoing Got Back Tour by... Paul McCartney, where he's travelling across all over the US. As you know, I don't live in the US, as you can tell by my dulcet British tones. And so I have been forced to recruit the best and brightest and funniest, most interesting and dearest to my heart people all over the States who are seeing Paul McCartney to come on the show and help fill in the blanks. On our last episode, we had Phoebe from Another Kind of Mind. And now it is time for me to turn to a much darker, more sinister, evil podcast. Yes, folks, once again, as you can tell by the title, we will be having the pleasure of having Mr. Tom Hunyadi of the Two Legs Paul McCartney podcast, which you will not go and check out after this show ends. You will not, you will not, I tell you. <laughs> of course, it also is Tom is one of my best internet friends. He's always been one of my favourite people to talk to about Paul and a wonderful confidant uh, and and underneath the staircase friend if you will i was really looking forward to hearing his thoughts on this tour and so that's what i did yes everyone this is going to be quite similar in format now so let's not drag things out any longer let's just go right to the housekeeping housekeeping do we have any news for today no do we have any emails for today no but if you do have any information on the Paul McCartney Got Back tour, if you've been on this tour, if you're about to go on this tour, then please drop me an email at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. I want to hear anything and everything about this tour. I want to get as many angles as possible. But of course, in general, I love hearing and reading out any and all correspondence, anything to do with Paul, no matter how tenuous, send it in to paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Follow us. On our Twitter page, which is at McCartneyPod for daily updates, for bonus Paul or nothing written content, check out the blog at paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, by typing in Paul or nothing or Paul McCartney Podcast. Of course, YouTube is the only place where you can find all of the episodes and all new episodes of Macca in Your Attic, our sister show, where we go through Beatle slash McCartney fans' memorabilia collection. Now, if you want to help out the show right away in a way that takes less than 30 seconds, then please leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening to, whether that's a tick, a like, a thumbs up, some stars, or even a nice comment. It's always greatly appreciated. It helps out the show massively in terms of visibility and all those complex algorithms. You know the shtick by now, folks. If you could, I'd really appreciate that. And finally, if you want to help out the show directly, if you want to help see the show grow, if you want to help pay for equipment, new product to review, getting guests on the show, paying the admin fees, you know, keeping the lights running, or maybe you just want to say thank you by chucking a couple of dollars at my face down the internet every month for all the hard work I clearly do here on Paul or nothing. Now, massive quotation marks there. Then please consider joining our Patreon family. Patreon, of course, is the platform by which you, the public, can support independent content creators such as moi. And it's not just a gimme, you get Two days early access to all episodes of Paul or Nothing. You get instant access to the Paul or Nothing video feed. So anything I record on Zoom with another person goes instantly on the feed weeks, sometimes months in advance. The same said for all solo audio. I don't particularly do uh, Zoom when it's just me on my own. Uh, You get access to all lost bonus and unreleased episodes of Paul or Nothing. You get access to all of the scripts. You get one week's early access to all episodes of Mac It In Your Attic. And finally, you get access to the exclusive Patreon vlog series where I basically do an extra couple of hours every week just for the paying fans who kindly shell out their hard-earned cash. 
Last week I covered all of the Beatles songs Paul has and hasn't covered live and what I'd like to see in the set list. And this week, in the latest one, I do the same thing, but with Wings. All the Wings songs that Paul has and hasn't played live, how many times he has or hasn't played them live and what I'd like to see in the set list. No bonus prizes for guessing what I will be doing next week. But yeah, folks, that's just over five minutes of an intro record time. Let's just jump right into my chat about the Got Back Tour with Mr. Tom Hunyadi, the devil himself. One, two, three, go me. And now, folks, we are back with our second perspective on Paul McCartney's Got Back Tour, Baby Got Back, if you will. This time, I'm joined by another person who will also likely be discussing this show on their own podcast if they haven't done so already. He is a regular on this show, the only person to appear twice on Macca in Your Attic, one of my best friends and one of my worst nemesis, or ne- ne- nemesi, I don't know. Everyone, the Suitcase King is back, Mr. Tom Hanyardi from Two Legs. How's it going, dude? It's going wonderful, Sam. Good to see you. And uh, yeah, let's, let, you know, let's back at shit. it. Let's shoot the shit. First of all, how many times have you seen Paul live before? Before this, it was three. Two, uh, 1993, 2014, and 2019. 1993. Okay, let's just put the brakes on. That's insane. So you saw him on yeah. the New World Tour, the Off the, the Ground tour. tour. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Yes. Pontiac Silverdome, Detroit, uh, Michigan. Uh, this is where the, the, the football team played, and this place was just massive. Mm-hmm. We were on the ground floor, but we were, like, back, back in the ground floor, maybe – maybe middle of the ground floor, but yeah, it was, it was a good time for sure. And uh, so you've seen for yourself, those giant frescoes that were on the stage and stuff. And yeah. you got to see Peter animal abuse imagery, you know, all, all, <laughs> all the classic stuff, um, all the good stuff, all the good stuff, all the feel guilty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back when you didn't know what was going to be on a Paul McCartney set list. And we'll obviously touch on today, but I mean, fuck mm-hmm. if he, if he played a song from off the ground on, on, on this tour, people would lose their minds. You know? <laughs> It's like it's like that Joker speech, isn't it? You know, Paul McCartney plays "Hey Jude" and nobody panics. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as but as, as soon as he plays "Bike Like an Icon," well, everyone loses their minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But um, yeah, so you've seen him uh, in Michigan. Your latest one, you've seen him in California. Anywhere else? Right. Two times here in Phoenix, Arizona. Two times in Phoenix, Arizona. My gosh. I get so jealous asking people about where they've about where they've seen Paul. <laughs> I've seen him in jolly old London town. That's about it. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, what impression did those sh- uh, shows leave on you? And which I'm not going to ask you which has been your favourite overall, but which of those gigs left the biggest impression on you as well? Well, I mean, that for, I mean, the '93 show. I mean, that was the first time seeing Paul, you know, and I got to see him with with my uncle, the person that was, you know influential in, in me becoming the Beatle maniac and Cartney maniac that I am today. So that, that was really special, you know, and then the next two times though, they were, you know, 20 odd years later. Um, but they were still, you know, very special, uh, any way you want to look at it. And I got mm-hmm. to experience it with my wife, who's, you know, just a casual you know, fan and she tolerates all this, you know, but, uh, but the, it, it was nice too. So, but yeah, those, those three, first three times were, were nice. I mean, obviously the 93, he's in fine form vocally and, uh, you know, got to see another day on that show, you know, Penny Lane, you know, on that show. So, yeah. And, and, you know, again, he's singing all of these songs, you know, as, as, as well as he ever sang, you know, 2014, you know, you can tell he's, you know, struggling a bit. On, on certain stuff 2019 was probably the worst vocally that i've seen him uh he struggled he struggled a lot on that on that tour um but man i mean i was blown away how strong his vocals were on this performance yeah personally um, myself I, I i don't want uh doing a little reorganization of the questions here i don't want to give you the exact right. same order as phoebe uh she mentioned that his vocals were particularly strong as well and I'll reiterate my theory, and it's that, 
mean, you know, you saw him in 2014, 2019. That's indicative of the constant touring he was doing kind of post-2010. Right. post And having two years off with a pandemic has probably meant he's going to last longer than if he'd have just been touring mm-hmm. right through 20, and 2020 and 2022, you know? Right. And plus he's doing a pretty smart thing too, where he's spacing out the, uh, the shows. He's only done one back-to-back um, show so far during this, during this tour. And I think it's smart of him to space these out two, three days in between, in, in between shows to give, you know, to give the vocal cords a, a break. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's, he's no spring chicken now. I mean, you could talk about or you know, him being 70 odd, but the moment you hit the big eight Oh, it's like, okay, he really has to dial it back a little, a little bit if, mm-hmm. he wants, if, 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 if he wants to keep carrying on. At least he's not dancing on stage like Mick Jagger or anything. But, um, <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, how did you feel when you found out Paul was going to be touring again? Did what was it predictable to you? Were you surprised? Uh, you know what? I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to. I did, I just wanted him to you know continue making studio records. I thought, you know what, 2019 was, you know, his vocals were were not great, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was just like, you know what, let's just just end it, you know, there's no more need to tour, you you've done it, you know, if people hadn't got a chance to see you by 2019, then that's their own fault, you know what I mean? Um, just let's just put a let's just put a, a bow on it and call it a day. Um, and I really thought that for what, especially for with the COVID thing going on for, for the last two years and still kind of lingering to this day. I mean, I thought, I thought maybe he would just say, okay, you know what, let's screw it and, and piss on it. Let's just, uh, let's just call it a day. So I was kind of surprised. I even, you know, Andy and I, we had a, uh, you know, a friendly little wager that he wasn't going to tour again. Obviously I lost, but, <laughs> um, but Hey, listen again, if he was going to come to Arizona, I was going to go. You know what I mean? Even though I don't want him to tour again, if he was going to come. So, you know, and I'm not one of those people that will, you know, like the fans on the run people that'll travel, you know, to state, state to state, you know, to see him live. If he's not coming in Arizona, then I'm not going to go, you know, so. Dude, I barely want to travel town to town in the UK, which is smaller than most states, you know. Right. You know, yeah. Like if, <laughs> if, if Got Back comes to the West Midlands area, like uh, Birmingham, for mm-hmm. example, Bur- Birmingham's got a couple of, reasonably sized stadiums more like uh new world tour size stadiums where you're kind of scaling things back a bit mm-hmm. if you go to birmingham yeah i'd go but do i really want to go all the way down to london and spend the whole day there not right. particularly i mean i was talking about this earlier like there's no one who's going to go who else is going to go with me the one guy who went with me he's seen him now he's got no desire to see him right. again he's checked that off his list the only reason I'd see him is probably because I'd have the Patreon funds to go and do it. Right. It wouldn't be my money, but Mm -hmm. I don't particularly want to spend that much effort. I'm not particularly good at long distance travel at the moment due to my own issues. So Mm -hmm. Paul would pretty much have to come to Birmingham for me to really bother, uh, which Mm -hmm. sounds, which, which sounds awful, but you know, it's not like he's going to come to the UK and be like, right, by the, by the way, I'm going to do frozen Japanese in one of these days and, and, <laughs> and figure it out, you know? Right. Well, it's not like you haven't seen him either. I mean, you, you've got, you've got to see him. So, I mean, if, if you hadn't seen him yet, I would, I would, you know, understand if you tried to, would want to make that effort to see him. If sure. I hadn't seen him after doing five years of Paul or nothing, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty <laughs> bad actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, and not only that, the, the show that I got to see him, he did like wonderful Christmas time as yeah, an addition to the yeah. set list. Ringo came on stage. Ronnie Ron Wood, Wood came on. Yeah, yeah. Come You're on, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to see one Paul McCartney gig, at least on that tour, it would have been that one. Yeah. And I had the great story with the seats. How I was in the nosebleeds, and then I ended up getting a much closer lower seat due to magic. Uh, <laughs> you know, absolutely incredible experience. I'm still undecided whether it's better than the show where I saw Stevie Wonder in in London doing. That was a phenomenal life. show. Come on, yeah, yeah, phenomenal show. I that that show blew me away. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad the wife and I, you know, went to uh, we we took the you know the the five hour drive to Vegas to to to, to see that show because he wasn't coming to Arizona. But yeah, mm. yeah, that was an amazing show. Yeah, 
you know, how many times are you going to hear Saturn? You know, but you right. know, you're going to hear in spite of all the danger a hundred mm-hmm. times more before <laughs> b- before he stops. Um, what do you think of the name, the tour name, Got Back? Got Back. He, these names of these tours over the last twenty years are just lame. <laughs> They're so bad, aren't they? <laughs> One to one, you know, got back. You know, I mean, they're 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 lame. Yeah, uh, I don't know who's in his camp that's helping him with this stuff, or if he's getting any help. But I mean, yeah, we we've got to get a better creative team out there. Yeah, probably the same. You and I, people you and I can help him out. You know, the same people who uh, allowed him just to have a dice for the cover of McCartney Three. You know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I still think the rear photo for the for the limited edition ones that should have been the yeah. main cover, but maybe with his I eyes agree. open, <laughs> you know, or like him with Heather or Stella like under a new yeah. coat, you know, that, that could have been <laughs> with funny. the current face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that would have been really funny. It would have been a bit like "Please Please Me" in the Red and the Blue album, you know, right? Doing a bit of that, or like maybe him holding. <laughs> Like get Heather Mills to get like get on her hands and knees, and he holds her horns right. or something. And then he's yeah, and then he's making the same facial features that he has on McCartney too. So they all just you know yeah you know yeah mix them mix them all yeah mix them all yeah there you go. But um yeah, it it seems like he spent more time referencing Peter Jackson's Disney Plus's The Beatles Get Back rather than McCartney 3 on this tour, which I, I find to be quite disconcerting at the moment, wouldn't you say? It is, and it's, you know, it's these Beatle people. I mean, listen, I'm a Beatle fanatic too, but, you know, we're seeing Paul McCartney. We're not seeing the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And, but this is where people are going to get their Beatle fill, you know? I mean, it's unfortunate. I think that he's got to do you know, 20 plus Beatles songs and a 36 song set list, you know, in order to make people happy, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't understand when we've become this concert going snob snobbish people where we've got to only hear the hits, you know, when we go to a tour now, you know, I understand that, you know, you paying good money and you want to hear songs that, you know, I get it, but you know, this guy has a 50 year solo career, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear more solo stuff. So that's just how I feel about it. I mean, what do you do? Do you do every other tour? Like you do, you know how like some directors will will, like do, I'll do a film for me and a film for the studio. Yeah, exactly. Do do a tour for Beatle fans, do a tour for losers like us. You know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's fair. Or you do two nights at each location and, right, you know, one night it's Beatles songs, Beatles songs, right, and and the other night you do solo, you know, some you know, pretty boys, <laughs> right? As you, I mean, look track. at that, look at look at those uh, seventy two, seventy three tours. You know, if it, if you didn't know Wildlife or Rant, I mean, you didn't know any songs he was playing. Yeah. You know, you did you didn't know anything. You know, you didn't know what the mess was. You didn't know what Soily was. I mean, you didn't know what my love was yet, you know? <laughs> I mean, there must have been people going absolutely mad when Red Rose Speedway came out and, like, Best Friend wasn't even on it and Soily right. and the mess wasn't even on it. <laughs> the mess, yeah. 1882. There must have been like, oh, well, it's going to be on the next album. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> Those band members right. aren't even here anymore. <laughs> Um, oh, could you imagine if Paul did Henry's right. Blues at the Spokane oh, gig or something? Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny though how literally mentioning an obscure McCartney song in the context of what if he played this is a punchline right. automatically. It's just a punchline. Yeah. What if he played Creed Crawley? <laughs> right. You know, it's just instantly funny. And then we get, you know, and then if you follow the the, the Facebook pages out there, you know, which you, you should if, if you go yeah. to those scenes. <laughs> you get these people who oh, you know, we should just be thankful he's you know he's still playing. You know, we shouldn't give him a hard time about these set lists. And I'm like I just totally disagree. I mean, just because he's still with us, you know, and he's, and he's almost 80 years old, that still doesn't mean he shouldn't be criticized. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I'm less 
inclined to criticize him vocally. I think that's more in the camp of he's still here. He's still right. with us. Like, yes. I, and I'm over that. I'm yeah. over the, I'm over, you know, that. So, but the set list, you can change the, the register of the key of the songs. You can change the tempo. You can mm-hmm. change. And right. are, are you telling like me, Paul only recorded McCartney three, what a year, two years ago. Like, right. Are you telling me Wixie can't play deep, deep feeling? You know, <laughs> c- come on. Right. Like, easily he could. Easily he could. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, were you keeping tabs on the set list and the quote unquote surprises? Or did you go? Oh, on? absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I looked at, I mean, of course, I looked at the set list. I knew what was coming. I knew what the changes were, you know, from city from city or whatnot. And, you know, and, um, and I was just, I mean, if I really, you know, if he's got a new album out, I really do want to hear at least a couple songs live from that new album. And, and that was one of the big disappointments for me was, you know, hey, listen, I love Let Them In. I'll listen to Let Them In all day long. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I would have liked the opportunity to have heard Women in Hawaii's live myself. Yeah, so this happened to Phoebe as well. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've been I've been seeing all over Facebook and Reddit and YouTube. Paul McCartney does Women and Wives, and everyone's like, "Oh, wicked! He's he's at least giving a tip of the fedora to McCartney mm-hmm. 3. And it turns out it might be one of these songs that's played at the start of the tour that gets dropped. And if he doesn't, yeah, and if he doesn't do it tonight, I mean, what's the date tonight? The sixteenth, uh, seventeenth. Mm-hmm. He's probably never going to come back. He's not gonna if he doesn't do it tonight, he probably won't come back to it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, again, I've always said this before, but he's at Glastonbury with St. Vincent this summer. He has mm-hmm. to do it with her at least. Oh, he, come he, did. On. he should. Plus, it's the, the big record store day, you know, release for him. You know, his his version on side A, her her version on, on side B, you know, so it makes absolute sense. What's interesting though for me is are you telling me Women and Wives gets less of a furore than My Valentine, the toilet song? Right, right. But, I mean, is there a sense of no matter how badly My Valentine is responded by the crowd, because it's the Nancy song, right? he will leave it in? You know, if you know, if there was ever a world where maybe right. Amazed was badly received, he'd still play right. it. But... I can't believe that Women in Wives was that badly received at all. Like, like at well, all. Well, maybe because it's such a slower number. I mean, if you were to do maybe Find My Way or Leverage Lil or Sliding. Sliding. I mean, I think the maybe, song that yeah, was recorded with the band. With the band, right. That, you know, not, not really, but yes. <laughs> you know, um, you know, maybe that would have been received a little bit more, you know, kinder. Oh, I mean, if that was the, op- I mean, just to go back to the 1989 tour, opening with songs off the new album, if you did open with, I mean, I, I know that there would have been old fogies either side of me going, oh, what's, what's all this right. bloody nonsense? And, I, and I'd have been there going, oh, oh, Paul, <laughs> thank you so much. Um it's 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 a constant battle. It's a constant battle that people like you and me, Tom, are never going to win. We're never going to no. beat these Beatle people. And 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 we sound like we're the assholes. You know, we're the yeah. assholes because yeah. because we want to hear. You know, check my machine live. You know, we want to hear. You know, something crazy, something out of left field. You know what? And and I was said. You know, when we were talking on Talk More Talk a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the set list. And for me. You know, in 2015, what did he do? He did, he pulled out temporary secretary. Okay. And he did it throughout that whole little tour that he did. And you know what? That's all he has to do for me to satisfy me is give me one song off the wall song that nobody is expecting. And then you can give the Beatle crowd their Beatle songs. Just mm-hmm. give me, you know, that one, you know, off the wall song that no one is expecting and I'll be mm-hmm. happy. You know, give me one, we'll be happy. Give me, give us two, we'll be raving. Right? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, it will yeah. be the greatest show ever. <laughs> yeah, you know, if he if he dropped in, uh, I mean, I I know that there would be a lot of people listening right now who would just lose their minds if he like right. just dropped in. No more lonely nights or something like oh, that. So absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. 
But, you know, let's let's just take this one step further so we can defend ourselves in case mm-hmm. we're ever uh, accused of anything. Right. We'd like some obscure Beatles songs as well. Bring back, mm. you know, What You're Doing, Babies in Black. Um, Do Rocky Raccoon for live for the first time, oh. you know? Oh, my gosh. For no one, you know? Yeah. Do do why don't we do it on a road? You know, he's only done it that one time in Coachella with Neil Young. You know, so <laughs> oh, no, no, do 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 the poetry spoken word version from the from the Blackbird singing. <laughs> like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, and it is listen, and, and I know it sounds like we're we're bitching, and we kind of are in a way, but mm. as as we get to my experience, I listen. I had a great time. So anyway, so yeah. Um, but before you went there, of course, you had to buy a ticket, and that is something that you will see a lot on certain rock article websites that one of our friends even uh, writes for, uh, <laughs> where yeah. there's a lot of vocal bitching. If I'm completely honest, right? Um, you know, we live in a free market capitalist society. Ticket right. prices are what they are. You are not forced to buy anything. Just no. like you are not forced to buy six versions of McCartney 3. So, before we get into the specifics of the show, were your tickets good value for money? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, a, a fan came, you know, um, emailed the two legs and I didn't see that email. And then the person started texting me and calling me saying, hey, look, I've got this extra ticket. It's uh, sixth row. Um, and mm. do you want, do you want to, do you want to go with, cause I know you're not going, um, if you want to get a flight, you know, come on and I'll pick you up and we'll, we'll go to the show. So, um, <laughs> you know, so I was just like flabbergasted. I was not expecting this whatsoever. I was not expecting, I was not going to see Paul during this tour. Um, so when I got this, this, this text message, I was just flabbergasted. I flabbergasted. I called him, I called the person back. We talked for a few minutes and yeah. And I'm like, give me a couple of hours and I'll get back to you. <laughs> so I hang up the phone with him. I, I, I called my wife and she hasn't been feeling well. So she was still sleeping. Um, so she heard wah, 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 Paul McCartney live, wah, 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 wah. And she said, call me back later or talk about when you get home. Call me back so again. <laughs> yeah. Call me back. So uh, a couple hours later, I get I get home and you know I I go up to my wife. She goes, "Give me five minutes and we'll get you a flight." <laughs> Just leave me the don't Just fucking talk to me about Paul McCartney. Shut up! I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Just go, go, go! Get out of the fucking house. Um. So yeah, so we get the ticket. The show's the next day, so I find out Thursday. The show's on a Friday. Um, no, wait a minute. Is that right? Yeah, the show's on a Friday. And uh, get the flight. I land at 530. Um, Rick Rogers is his name. He picks me up. You know, we go right straight to the stadium. And um, and this this place was massive. I can't tell you how this 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 the stadium was was just massive. This was where the uh, the football team plays. Mm-hmm. And you know, the words will not do it any justice. You would have to go there and see just how massive this the stadium was. No, it's uh, so it, it sounds like one of those uh, testimonies to American excellence. Right. It's, yeah, just like, <laughs> right. It's always right. bigger in Texas, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this this yeah, me seeing him was was a total last minute thing that I was not expecting at all. So thanks to a fan who had an extra ticket, whose wife didn't want to go, um, you know, is because, you know, I had the opportunity to go. So, so I'm thankful for Rick Rogers for, for that. Oh my God. Shout out to uh, Rick Rogers. Uh, If you could send me something in the post to make up for the (laughs) fact that you took time to see Paul McCartney, like, you know, if you've got like a fireman vinyl or something like that, 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 you know, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about this. This is quite hard. No. So, and these, and and this guy actually, 
He's he just got Rick Rogers. He actually has worked with the McCartney camp before. He's in the kind of like the record biz business. So um, you know, he's he's worked with certain areas. He's actually worked with the the Love uh, Show in Las Vegas. Um, he was influential in getting more mono vinyl pressed when they were doing the uh, the mono and and, and uh, stereo Beatles uh, vinyl pressed back in 2009. You know, so he's uh, actually you know. He's actually met Paul, um, so he's uh, you know he's a big deal. <laughs> Are you going to have him on the pod? I think. I mean, I feel like you owe him. <laughs> you you got to throw. Him he was yeah yeah no we we yeah we filmed the thing Saturday night and he was he joined us and we talked about that whole uh, experience. Oh, yeah, so I cannot yeah. wait to watch that. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. So yeah, um, yeah. talk me talk me through uh, talk talk me through the day leading up to it. You know, you land. You get in yeah, the land, we get there. there. Yeah, we you know he drives to the garage, parking garage, which was which was nice next to the stadium. It was about a half mile walk to actually get to the stadium. <laughs> um, we get there. I we go. We head straight for the the merch line. And yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I get in the one line. I get. I you know this is about a twenty minute wait till we get finally right there. So I got Do the you things. Divide that I want. and conquer, so you can both get go in separate lines. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We were, we were we were we were right next to each other. But um, I get I get up front and I I go okay. I want this shirt and extra large. She goes nope. Don't have it. Uh, okay. I want the. Can I get the tour book, please? Uh, here, and I'll give you a give you a shot here. This is not an episode of Macca in your attic, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, get the tour book. Nope, don't have it. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, the hoodie. You have uh, the Yeah, the hoodie and the extra large, please. Nope, don't have it. I'm like, how are you, are you fucking kidding me? You don't have extra larges or a tour book. She goes, no. On the other side there, uh, you know, uh, about a minute away, uh, there's another merch line. Ran over there. Now I'm in line for a half an hour, another, you know, a half hour, 35 minutes. So finally get there. They have the tour book. They have this an extra large. And, and thankfully they had the, the hoodie as well. So, um, but by this time it's already quarter to eight. I mean, the show's getting ready to start any minute now. So my first hour of being there is in the merch line, two different merch lines, you know? So, oh um, gosh. Yeah, and then you know, as I'm waiting, you know, the 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 DJ's playing, uh, you know, the remixes are are going. That uh, you know, the the scroll is now playing as I get as I'm heading towards my seat um, with all those different great remixes, mm-hmm. and uh, find the seat. And uh, Rick's down there already, and you know, I just I just you know start looking around and like, oh, I, that's the when you just realize the the scope of of the stadium and how huge it is, you know. So we were like sixth row, but we were off to the side, you know. So mm-hmm. I got kind of got the side view. Um, so I was still close, but you know, you couldn't see him when he was on the when he got on the piano. You would just see the uh, you know we had to see look at the the big screens, mm-hmm. you know. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I had never been that close you know, to a McCartney show, um, ever. So, yeah. So that was, it was, it was, that was amazing. Yeah. And, and then you rushed the stage and said, listen to two legs or <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Yeah. handed them the two legs business card. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was all set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, then the, the, the screen, the, the screen, you know, his big Hoffner bass comes on the screen and, you know, a day in the life is playing the, the orchestration build up and then they play end in the end, you know, and then, uh, the, the whole place stadium goes black and then out comes, you know, the band and everybody's going crazy. And, uh, you know, and then they, then the, the, the set begins and it starts with, uh, can't buy me love. Starts off with Can't Buy Me Love, into Julius Farm, Letting Go. Feels very right. familiar, this does, already. Yes, it does. <laughs> get <laughs> I'll get to life. that. Yeah. Come on to me, let me roll again. Right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into this. Uh, we've already talked about Paul's voice, of course. Mm-hmm. but Listen, he did struggle. He struggled quite a bit throughout the show. Okay. But- you, felt like he, you felt like he struggled. Oh yeah, but, but not as much There's as some. 2019. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, there's still some stuff he, he, he can't do, like, you know, the opening lines to letting go when he goes, oh, you know, um, you know, that opening verse, he, he struggled through it. He couldn't, he, you know, he just couldn't carry that tune into it. You know, Can't Buy Me Love, he kind of struggled a little bit. Um, you know, it wasn't until later on in the show um, where he really sounded better and better as the show was going. You know, I mean, some of those songs, don't get me wrong, you know, some of those songs, they, they still sounded fine, you know, but you can, it's obvious that he can't, you know, sing every song or maybe he shouldn't be singing every song that he picked, you know, mm-hmm. for the set, for the set list. So it, it does make you wonder that if he picked an entirely appropriate set list, if it would be right. immediately become a fan set list. You know, because oh, absolutely, you know, it would. In terms of Beatles songs, it'll be like okay, he can still do "Long and Winding Road," for example. Uh, you know, but like, uh, "You Never Give Me Your Money," he'll probably still right. be able to do that. But "Can't Bobby Love," that's a that's a tough song to do. It, you know, that's yeah, an energetic, absolutely. youthful song. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and he and he was very energetic throughout the whole show. Um, you know, which I was happy to see. I mean, Christ, he's, you know, 80 next month, you know, in, in a couple months, you know, uh, or, t- you know, or next month, I should say. But man, he was, you know, very energetic, very personable. And, uh, yeah. But again, oh, go ahead. He seemed to be enjoying himself then? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, uh, gave him enough, uh, noise for him to enjoy himself. You know? Now, Phoebe in her Seattle show, she said the crowd seemed to be quite lukewarm at first and that Paul seemed mm. to be a little disinterested, which is interesting. And seeing the footage that I've seen, it's, I'm getting the feeling that maybe something personal happened to Paul that day. Maybe he was just a bit, you know, he could right. have been tired or something. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he, I feel like he, he just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't have started the tour at all. You know, right. this, is, this is a guy who may have subconsciously ended one of the biggest bands of the 70s just because he might not have been able to be bothered to do it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. clearly the man doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. But I was I, right. I, I was quite shocked when uh, by Phoebe's interpretation. I'm a little reassured by yours now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking at the show now. We've got 36 songs. Although, right. although Setlist FM puts no more lonely nights at the end, was that playing out? Well, as you, as you that left? was playing. That was playing out. Yeah, that song was playing as we were exiting the uh, the stadium. Yeah, it's the best you're gonna get. It's the closest you're gonna yeah. get. <laughs> it's the closest we're gonna get to hearing them do that live. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I mean, during the show, I mean, I mean, Junior's Farm. Listen, I, I got to see him do that in 2019, and that was great then, and and it was great now. Awesome. I love that song. So uh, happy that's back. 1985. Again, you know, I got to see him do that already. But however, he's got the horns there again. You know, so that's a great added attraction. Oh, so there was uh, the, you did have the actual yeah. horns there then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and that was great. They were on stage the whole time. And, uh, and what, you know, and what they brought to the show was, was, was perfect. I mean, it's just even added, added, um, added, uh, excitement, you know, uh, we call it Kit and I, we call it a horngasm. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, I, I imagine they were, they were great for letting go and got to get you into my life. Yeah, um, come on to me, 1985. Uh, let him in, you know. So the guy was on the trombone for that. So that was great. And, um, you know, so that opening, you know, 10, 10, 11, 12 songs, uh, it was, it was fun. Now, you know, there's times where, okay, okay, let's listen to the song. Let's see how he does it. So, uh, song 11, maybe I'm amazed. Okay. We're going to go. We, we know it's coming, you know, so, <laughs> you know, R- you know, Rick and I were paying extra attention and excuse me. I was, you know, I texted, I was texting, uh, you know, David and, and Andy after that song. And I was like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but he nailed, maybe I'm amazed. I was wow. in shock. Yeah. He, it was a really, really good job. It was probably like an 85% Paul, you know, doing a really good, you know, it wasn't that terrible Saturday night live. Uh, maybe I'm amazed from when was it like 14 or 15 when he, when he did that terrible live uh, rendition, um, he's actually sounded really good doing that version. So, 
Really surprised. Was it like the throaty version or was it the kind of softer, more romantic, you know, rather than maybe I'm a man, maybe I'm a man, yeah. maybe, you know, the kind of talk, it's, it's almost like a talky version he does now. And it, and right. It, I think it was like a little combo, a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, you know, because he was really getting the, you know, that rough, the rough vocal out. You know, mm-hmm. it's that it's that first, you know, maybe I'm amazed that I think everybody's worried about, you know, that first maybe I'm amazed. I mean, and he and he handled it well, you know. So, you know, kudos mm-hmm. for him. You know, he did a good job with it. Maybe I'm amazed it is one of those songs where the strength of the band always comes through because Mike, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I don't know if it's Brian or Rusty that does it. Uh, but it's nailed pitch mm-hmm. perfect every time, right. every yeah. time, you know, yeah. to the, to, to the degree where, you know, Paul was like, God, I wish Henry McCullough played like this. He just right. did what I told him to do. Um, right. And then from like song 12 to 17, you've got the acoustic set in the middle. Right. Yeah. Uh, Basically you know, the same from when I saw him in 2019. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. Yeah. And then he's on the, you know, the high rise when, you know, lifts him up for Blackbird in here today. Look, him, you know, Blackbird was not good. was not great. I mean, he struggled from Blackbird and here today was a little better. Um, but, you know, Blackbird was a little rough. I'll, I'll admit mm. that, you know. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Then you were fortunate enough, uh, to have you weren't one of the Queenie I folk you were you had right. new instead yeah which I'm fine with new is new is a great song I always like new he doesn't do the acapella bit at the end um but it was it was yeah dude yeah exactly yeah doesn't do that and the, you know and it went silent and I thought okay here it comes because he's looking out the, at the crowd you know and you, you're thinking any second now he's gonna do it didn't happen yeah that's that's just teasing. That is, yeah, um, yeah. Two songs from the station as well. You got "Fur You" yeah. and "Come On and to Me." Fur You, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was, you know, again, you know, there was a nice mix there of like the first, what the first twenty songs or whatever. There was a nice mix of you know newer songs in there. So you know, to give the vocal, I guess, a little bit of a break because you know we're comfortable with these newer songs. We're comfortable with his voice now doing these newer songs. So, um, you know, it, it was a nice little break in between. So it sounded like he was, he was doing a newer song, older song, newer song, older song there for a little bit, you know, going back and forth. But, um, you know, he sounded good doing these songs, you know, yeah. for you, he sounded great. He sounded great doing for you. I feel like I'm looking at, at this, set, at this set list now. I feel like flaming pie, the title tracks missing here. I feel like this should oh, be yeah. thrown in yeah. like maybe in between, like, you know, do benefit from Mr. Kite and then something and right. then go straight into Flaming Pie. Just one last right. solo hurrah. Because right. from this point, I mean, you've got Live and Let Die later, but that's, that's so it. that's so famous. Right. It almost doesn't even, right. it's, it's not what I would call the quintessential right. solo song. It's almost, right. you know, it's the James Bond song. It's not, right. it's not really, people know what I mean. And I wish she would do like a yeah, and I wish she would do like a like a two ukulele song set. You know, do like a ram on first, and then go into something. You know, if mm-hmm. he's going to keep something, you know, just do another ukulele. You know, do ram on maybe. You know, instead, you know, instead of being for the benefit of Mister Kite, because you already got that tribute to John already with here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, is is it? What does he do dance tonight on? Is that on a mandolin? Yeah, mandolin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mandolin. So, and then, you know, Abe does his little dance routine, you know, in the background, you know, which everybody gets a good laugh over, you know. So, but then now the big thing is was something. Now, I've been very critical of him continuing to do this song, something, uh, you know, for as his tribute for George. I would love to see him do maybe All Things Must Pass or, or another, George, you know, another George Beatles song. Well, yeah, because he, um, he, he did All Things Must Pass and For You Blue. Yes. For yeah, George. concert for George. And if exactly. you're doing Get Back songs, Paul, right. do you fucking For You Blue? People, like, Makes fans of total the sense, doesn't it? would have gone crazy <laughs> for that. Makes it perfect sense, matter. doesn't it? But again, when he does it because something is such a great song and that arrangement is, I love that arrangement that, that, you know, that they created there for the concert of George. 
I got teary eyed. I got emotional throughout it. And I did the, you know, the last two, I did in 19, 14 and 19 too. Um, it's, it's just a great, um, a great version, great arrangement. And, you know, he still sounds good doing it. And, um, you know, as critical as I am of him doing that song still, I, I still get teary eyed. No, and it's it's a very. I mean, if you want to look at it cynically, it also just fits another A tier Beatles song in mm-hmm. there as well. Yeah, he, he kills he kills two birds with one stone. I mean, right? You know, we complain that that there's not enough obscure Beatles songs. The fact that he's been doing for the benefit of Mister Kite for as long as he has is right. is straight up cool. Again, mm-hmm. my theory is he's just really proud of the bass line that he does in that song, and you know, because it's because it, it, it's just him getting right. to do his. Look how fast my hand moves up and down. Right, right. Thing. And then he'll tell the story. You know, I was at John's place, you know, and... Uh, you saw the poster. You know, a, yeah, we saw the poster. Ooh. And we're just like, well, the song's right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so his, uh, his stage patter is exactly the same from the last tour, I take it. Word for word. Word for word. Did it sound yeah. rehearsed? Did it sound like it's just off the off? No, off the I mean at this point, at this point in time, it's 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 just natural because you know he believes every word he's saying, you know, <laughs> as maybe as some as unac- inaccurate as some of the almost some of the things might be. You know, was was Clapton really in in the uh, audience that night when when Hendrix was doing? Um, you know, Sergeant Pepper, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, I think the family has, has denied that story, you know? No, I mean, nothing will, will be as bad as, as when he did, uh, I think, was it like too many people? He did run yeah. one year. It was like, this, this is, is for the, the wings fans. Like, oh God, Paul. <laughs> that wings greatest mistake again. Right. Like again. So, uh, 70 to 72 Oh, sorry, 70, right. 71, it's not Wings. It's you, right. and, or you and Linda, for God's sake, right. man. Right. Uh, I'm over it. Now, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. I know. I'm fine. Whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. The cool thing is, is now, you know, one of my all-time favorite Beatles songs, well, two of my all-time favorite Beatles songs is You Never Give Me Your Money and She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. I, I love those songs. Now, the crazy thing is, is when he right before they do, you never give me your money. He goes, well, we've never done this part of the song live. So you're, you're thinking he's going to be at the piano and start going, you never give me your money. No, mm-hmm. they go right into out of college money spent, see no future, pay no rent. You know, they don't they don't do that first part. They go straight into, you know, the halfway point of the song, which is I thought, which was really weird. You know, and then he medleys that into uh, she came in through the bathroom window, which was the first time I got to see him do that live. So I was happy about that. I'm just looking through the set. Oh, you know, you did get getting better as well. Brought uh, brought back from 2012, uh, the seventh Mm -hmm. track. Um, so you haven't seen Paul do that track, I I imagine. No, 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 yeah, no. She came in through the bathroom window, and you never give me your money. No, no. Interesting, no, no. interesting. And then yeah. we, we, we get to the end of the, of the set. We live and let die and hey, Jude, and let it be. Oh, no, right. we, we get Band on the Run at, at number 27 of course. as well. Yeah, Band on the Run. Now, I can tell you, you don't, you, when you're really that close when he's doing live and let die, it, it's it's just, it it's, takes it to a whole nother level. That, it that, you know, when the, oh, it's hot. <laughs> You know, the pyro, the fireworks. I mean, it is that hot when you're that close. And it was it was amazing to experience that song. And he struggled from that one, too. He, he had a hard time getting out the words for for live and let die, um, especially, you know, when you were young uh, and your heart, you know, your heart was open. But he couldn't he, he had a hard time getting those uh, getting those words out. So but but yeah, but the the, the the show itself with the fireworks and the pyro top notch. I mean, uh, it seemed even more so than what I remember. I mean, I couldn't imagine him doing the uh, reggae bridge very well at all. Like, you've yeah, got to give uh, the other fella hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's just uh, talk about this. It's happened with Phoebe as well. There is no women and wives in this set right. list. Are you, just sat, are you just sat there the whole time going, okay, next Next song, Women and Wives? Next song, Women and Wives? No, no. Is he going to fucking play it? 
No, because I I knew I mean that's where it was in the set list where where Let Them In was. You know, I knew you know after because there was already what four or five shows, six shows I think because you know a couple in the same cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was five shows already. You know, so there it's going to say the same. You know, so we knew that once Let Them In was over, there was no chance of women and wives coming back. So upsetting. So upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't got to speak to anyone on this show now who's actually seen women and wives live. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm have to put. Uh, I'm have to put an ABB out out there for someone who who, uh, who has. Yeah. I mean, th- there are so many songs from McCartney three that he could have tipped the hat. Absolutely. Towards. I mean, absolutely. Any, I mean, actually, any of them. I mean, you could have thrown Pretty Boys into the acoustic set. Exactly. Winter Bird could have been in the acoustic set. When winter, if he had done when winter, winter comes, comes, oh my god, because that would satisfy it. McCartney three fans and Flaming Pie fans. You know, come on, are you kidding me? The song that was recorded on the day of my birth. If I'd have found out he was, yeah. he, he was doing that, <laughs> I would have got this flight to the states as well. I would have, right? I would have got on your shoulders and we would put a long trench trench coat on. We'd be like, "Good day, sir." Good sir, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so then he leaves after hey jude and comes back out after a couple minutes and gets into the i've got a feeling you know and that's with the actual isolated tracks that peter jackson gave him you know for for john's bit yeah let's talk about this as well this is another one of the big standout points this is i mean paul said that we were going to have surprises there's mm-hmm. a plural there. I guess we had surprise, right, for this show. Yeah, because if you remember, don't you remember that tweet that he sent out saying, "What songs we're working on the set list? What songs would you like me to? You know, what songs mm-hmm. would you like me to? You know, to play? You know, and uh, and yeah. So we didn't get. You know, I guess that was really kind of uh, just to get people excited for the tour. You know, mm-hmm. more than anything. So, but yeah, I mean, so he comes on, he plays it. Uh, John's part comes on and it's great because it's just John's face up close on the screens. Um, you know, his vocals are, are, are great. Um, Paul's and John's, you know, so, I mean, it was a nice touch. I mean, it kind of opens up the door to just having great session musicians coming on to play mm-hmm. parts and then just have vocal tracks from decades old albums <laughs> just being played you know it's right. uh, it's definitely quite strange um well you I mean, know i don't think it's it's not like they couldn't have done this before i mean they could have they, isolated they, john's he, you they know? could have done this with wings over america really <laughs> right yeah um it, again, it's part of that capitalizing on the documentary capitalizing on right. that disney plus crowd mm-hmm. um you know this is Along, I mean, women and wives. You saw that a bit on social media, but this is the thing that really got the traction going. And I've been a bit so-so about it. Um, right. Phoebe said it didn't feel gimmicky to me. It feels horrendously mm-hmm. gimmicky. Um, I mean, if he if he does this in the next tour, I'm going to be rolling my eyes a little bit. I know that sounds. Oh, I, I don't see. I don't. I don't see this leaving the set. I don't see this leaving the set if oh, he continues no. touring after really? the Glastonbury. Oh, and no. and being in LA too, and knowing that Ringo lives there, and I know he's getting ready for his own tour coming at the end of this month. I kind of thought maybe he would come out and and partake in in this. I've got a feeling, but you know, didn't happen. Yeah, and then get Danny Harrison on stage as well. <laughs> right right you know but then you know birthday and help to skelter obviously he's shredding his vocals he's doing a good job with those two songs and knowing golden slumbers is coming next i mean this was another okay how is he gonna handle how is his vocals gonna handle this okay and i gotta tell you shit you not again he pulled golden slumbers off beautifully I was again very surprised after shredding his vocals with, you know, I've got a feeling birthday and health to skelter. How how smooth Golden Slumbers was vocally, very shocking. I mean, I always look at these um, 
set lists for his sound checks. I'm like, God, he's actually doing quite a lot of songs. I'm like, I know people have paid to see these sound checks, but like, he's really giving people their money's worth. But it seems like in in opposition to other artists, Paul is actually someone who seems to have to work up his vocals, especially mm-hmm. in his later years. Because mm-hmm. it's not this isn't the first time I've heard the uh, the the concept that Paul's vocals get better throughout the show. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe there's an adrenaline element to that as well. Like when you first get on stage right. and you're all a bit right. wired, and then he's kind of naturally settling into things by the end of the show. But that's lovely to hear. Maybe I'm amazed. And Golden Slumbers were nailed. That's that's worth price of admission. Pleasantly surprised. And then that was the point too. I was sitting down during Golden Slumbers, just watching him sing it on the golden on this on the big screen and. Uh, you know, I had an emotional moment and, you know, thinking to myself, is this the last time I'm going to get to see him live? You know, wow. and, you know, so, yeah, so I had me a little, a little weep, you know, a little, a little tear and, uh, you know, then got back up for the carry that weight, the end bit, you know, and, but yeah, it, it was just like, you know, this, this could be it, you know. So uh, for that reason, I could. I was very grateful that I had the opportunity to go. You know, I want to yeah. give you a big old hug right now, my friend. I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel awful. This was supposed to be a lively, jovial affair. I, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always said this. I say this to every employer whenever they employ me, because I, 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 I hold down jobs as well as Paul can hold down a B flat note these days. But um, <laughs> you know, I always say. If Paul McCartney dies, don't even expect me to call in to work. Like I'm just right. not I'm just for not the next coming week. In. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. not coming in. And if you have to sack me for that reason, that's my right. problem. That's not your problem. Your problem. You know? I mean it's me, not you. you know, it's me. <laughs> not 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 only do I have to mourn, but me and Tom right. Ronardi have to get together and yeah. do a swap cast, you know, the, yeah. the, the the day off to capitalize on the views because oh, we're, we'll we're cynical, be cynical right. broadcasters that exploit yeah. tragedy, you know. That's uh exactly. something, something we have to do. Um, we'll yep. we'll uh, do one of those YouTube videos where we'll pretend it's three AM and try and contact Paul from the dead through a through a you know mobile Ouija phone board. App. Yeah, <laughs> Ouija board. <laughs> Hang on, F U H U Y O U. But yeah, um, is that it? Have have we covered everything? Did anything? Did you have any crazy? Uh, antics no. after, after the show did you hit the bars did you go to a strip club you know your wife's probably listening no because you know we got back to we you know because i one i had to fly back in the morning um so at this point in time by the time we get back to the garage um it was 12 12 o'clock mm-hmm. um by the time we got out of the garage it was one o'clock in the morning took you an hour to get out of the garage yeah 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 that's more shocking oh, than anything about the set list you've right. said so far. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. A couple people, there was a couple accidents towards the exit of the garage because we were, you know, people being assholes trying to get out, you know, before the before everybody else, you know. Um, so yeah, it took an hour to actually get out of the garage because we were on the third the third uh, third level, uh, you know. So oh yeah. So my flight back to Arizona was at eight o'clock in the morning. So, so you had five at, hours sleep, four tops. So no, good. well, no, I just I said fuck it. Let just just drop me off at the airport. You know, I'm not going to waste another hundred bucks for for four or five hours sleep. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know he took me back to the airport. By the time I was at the airport, it was one thirty in the morning. You know, so. Yeah, so I just uh, you know kind of kind of crashed uh, at the airport. You know, at three thirty, I was able to get my uh, boarding pass and got to my gate, and you know, kind of crashed a little bit again. And uh, next thing you knew, it was uh, the nine o'clock. I was landing back in Arizona. So. Wow! Yeah. Wow. So that's, it was a it was a cra- crazy forty eight hours. You know, so it was like forty eight hours from 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 Thursday at eight between eight and nine to Saturday between eight and nine in the morning, you know, it's just like, you know, that, that crazy, you know, but, but I'm glad it happened. Uh, I wouldn't have changed it for the world. And it was amazing time. 
That is and if insane. you're on the fence, yeah, if you're if you're on the fence of going, go. Because again, we, we don't know when it's gonna be the last time um we, we see him. Um if, if you you've listen, got to go, then darling. Yeah, yeah, go. go now. Yeah. And if you already made your mind up that you're not going, I'm not gonna try to change your mind. <laughs> but you know, I think you uh you know, I think you owe it to yourself to see him one last time. And those prices that we mentioned earlier. You know, the prices of tickets, they're not necessarily Paul's fault that they're that high. So. No, no, but also, like, a lot of the furore, again, mentioned this earlier, um, they're right. talking about front row seats. You know, they're not talking about the stuff at the back. Or, well, or, the stuff or, at the, the back is even, like, $120, $160, you know. Yeah, I mean, but that's somebody not in the thousands, saying, like, people have been reporting, no, you know. Right, exactly. You know, but there's the, but people aren't looking at the right places, you know. there A lot of people are looking at those, you know, the, the, the you know, the ticket, uh, what's the, the stub hub, you know, the stub hubs that are charging thousands of dollars, you know. People are going to try to milk this. I mean, all these legend acts – People are kind of milk these guys until they're dead. You know, mm. look at, look at, honestly, after all these le- legendary acts are over with, Sam, who's, who's going to be there? To, who are, who's the next big tour when all of these legendary acts are gone? Yeah, you know? I mean, like, it's basically Taylor Swift who's going to keep a lot of these stadiums open. Right. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What big act in their 30s are going to sell out stadiums right now? I mean, in terms of rock bands, we've got Foo Fighters who have just had a tragic loss to their lineup. Yeah, yeah. We've got maybe like Muse, Red Van Fleet, maybe. Yeah, uh, but Muse aren't really a rock band anymore. Maroon Five right. stopped being a rock band twenty-five years ago. Uh, right. You know who? who maybe Coldplay. Like? Maybe Cold, Coldplay. Coldplay. Too. Yeah, yeah. Ed Sheeran. But yeah. it's mostly it's mostly just going to be pop, the... pop rock yeah. and rap acts that right. going to keep keep it going, but. Right. Stadium fillers, people who are going to fill these stadiums from a mm-hmm. wide range of society. Yeah, there's that's it. That's really it. It's it. That, you know, that's why I think a lot of these. I think these promoters know this. You know, and they're trying to get every single cent they can out of you know us to to go to these you know legends acts. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Spice Girls reunion when they're 60. Uh, you know, I mean, do do I want? I mean, do I want to go see Eminem when he's fifty-five or eighty? You know, right. I can't stand up. <laughs> I can't stand up. <laughs> uh, you there, young man? <laughs> right? <laughs> you please help me sit down. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just not going to be the same, is it? Um, no, it's not. The next 40 years uh, for stadiums is going to be interesting. Uh, I can see a lot of uh, affordable uh, affordable living properties and condominiums being set up. Right. Where, you, know, <laughs> you live where Shea Stadium used to be, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, maybe this is the door. I mean, you know, the passing of the Legacy Acts might create fresh spaces for lots of smaller acts to start building up popularity in smaller venues. Maybe smaller venues become the new scene, like in the early sixties, right. um, right. you know, places like the cavern. And then hopefully demand will come for new stadiums and then construction workers will get new work as well. So, you know, everybody wins. Everybody it's going to be a cycle. Yeah. I, I think you're on to something there. You know, I mean, once we're done with the Pauls, the who's the, you know, the stones, um, you know, even though the Metallica's and the U2s, um, you know, it's it's going to be, yeah, it's it's going to be those little theaters, you know, again, I think. Yeah, you know, and, and hopefully we'll have a, we'll, we'll uh, have a new Ken Dodd as well to uh, introduce all of the acts <laughs> as, as, as well, you know. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Tom, thank you so much for detailing this incredible story uh i'd hate to have to follow you here this is definitely (laughs) like the simpsons format where the strongest story goes in the middle uh (laughs) this has been really fun now i mean you know come on we we have our last we have our banter but i love talking to you you're one of my dearest friends it's always a pleasure to have you on the show 
Uh, we need to do something on two legs soon. I mean, you've We're been kind of been to. fucking We're me about. Like, you, you, you've been, you, you know, you've, you, 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 you've been stringing me along like I'm some hussy, and I don't, I don't play by those rules, Tom. You have to either give me a ring. You know, we gotta try to get the keeping the kids down. You know, it's just like you know, Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan. You know, you're the up and comer. We gotta keep you down. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, we'll uh, probably do another of the. Um, no, Real, we're re- reorganizing the album episodes. That we're talking. gonna we're gonna talk about that when we're done here, and um, we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Awesome, everyone! This has been the second segment of this episode of Paul or Nothing. Stay tuned, and we'll get to part three in. Do, 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 do.